morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, March 22nd, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We've been talking about the last words of Jesus that were spoken while he was on the cross, and we have a passage from John's Gospel today. But before that, let us begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we come to you to be fulfilled, to be filled in our hunger, to be quenched in our thirst. God, in our spiritual longing, you are our home. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. This is from the 19th chapter of John, verses 28 and 29. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, it feels like there's not a lot happening in these two verses. Why is this scripture in the Bible and, and what do you think it means for Jesus to thirst? So there are a couple of things I'm thinking of. One is that I actually just read kind of a um, medical um, discussion of what crucifixion would have been like. And thirst would have been a very big part of that and part of that experience. So I do think it lends a bit to the credence of this awful thing. Yeah. Um, Also, luckily, the scripture tells us, right, that it fulfills previous scripture where Jesus is told that he will have to drink a bitter cup, or I think as you mentioned, drink from the cup of suffering. Um, For me, this passage, like Jesus calling out, my God, my God, why why have you forsaken me? Um, It's the fulfillment of his humanity. Yeah. There is no part of humanity that our Lord and Savior has not experienced. He's experienced feeling abandoned by God, now he is experiencing kind of this physical separation. Um, and so it's really the fulfillment of of his humanity, I think. It's really an awful, awful passage. Yeah, I mean, all of it is. But what do you think when you read this? Yeah, when, when we read about Jesus thirsting, uh, I think exactly what you said, that it's on this physical level, you know, you talked about how thirst was a huge part of crucifixion and you know there's all these things that when we when we read scripture scripture leaves uh really big gaps for us to fill in right um and so uh when you read the red badge of courage which talks about uh fighting in the civil war one of the things the main character talks about is this thirst being out on the battlefield which you don't think about being out on the battlefield but as you're being crucified and your fluids are draining and you're in the sun uh like you are going to physically thirst, you are going to physically hurt and to yearn uh, to be satisfied. And then I think it also works on a spiritual, metaphorical level of, of what does it mean uh, to thirst? And as as human beings, we all 
thirst for something. We all yearn for something. We all have this deep part of us that that moves us towards something, and we try to quench that thirst with a thousand things. I've never thought of this before except for right now, so obviously it's your speaking that has inspired (laughs) me. Um, But... You know, when Jesus is in the desert and he's tempted, part of that is he has this physical need for hunger. You know, this is suffering and a real physical need um, that he cries out for. And I think that is so interesting because he doesn't recant that he's not the king of the Jews. He doesn't regret, but he just, I thirst. And I think sometimes for me, when I thirst, whether it's for a relationship to be mended or something to happen, I try to make stuff happen instead of sitting in the thirst. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know, there's some, I, there's some court kind of, I think, beautiful symmetry between having the hunger, being offered bread and refusing it, and now having this terrible thirst. Um, and, you know, no one can alleviate that thirst except for God. Sometimes... I think we can almost feel uh, guilt for thirsting for things, of, 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 of maybe not being satisfied in something, and then that leads to guilt and to shame. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus very much demonstrates that, you know, thirsting for more is not a sin. Mm-hmm. You know, thirsting uh, for something greater than what we're in right now, uh, like that is part of being a human being. Uh, to 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 want more uh, than what we want, and I, you know, I think uh, I think it's really telling that how the how the world tries to quench Jesus's thirst is with vinegar, and mm-hmm. I mean, how poignant is that? Uh, that when we thirst, so often the things thrust in our face are vinegar. It's vinegar. Yeah. It's bitter. Uh, and I also think uh, this makes me think of the distinction, which is. You know, I may want a lot of things, but the things I thirst for are things like a relationship with God, Um, wanting to be closer to my family and spouse. Um, To thirst, I think, has this spiritual element to it when we talk about it, as opposed to just wanting something. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that's a super important distinction. Um, You know, uh, sometimes... Sometimes our, as the English language, because our words are so mixed up and they're used in so many different contexts that we almost have to define how we're trying to use the word. And so to use the word thirst uh, kind of brings it out of this context of just, you know, wanting something. But to, um, you know, I really like the idea of thirsting is our thirst to worship, mm-hmm. that, that inside of us as human beings, we thirst to worship. Um, and so we've talked about this, you know, uh, the, the quote by David Foster Wallace is, you know, several times, what are you worshiping? Because you will, because that's part of being human. It's a thirst deep within us. Uh, and so being aware of, of what are we, how are we quenching the thirst that's in us? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to close with a quote from G.K. Chesterton. He writes, There are two ways to get enough. One is to continue to accumulate more and more. The other is to desire less. I 
love G.K. Chesterton. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very convicting statement. Yes, I might is. be uh, guilty of one of those. Oh, yeah. It's, it's certainly the former. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen.